My name is Matt Brown. What are you doing, detective? What are you doing talking to my client without me present? You sneaky Pete. And let's start the show. Oh, yes, I remember now. Missed it by that much. Everybody, the world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Friday, July 22nd. It is a scorcher out there. It is really, really hot, but we have a cool, common, collective, productive conversation heading your way and a stellar episode of the Tweet Cap edition of these podcast it's going to be good and you're going to enjoy every single one of it and we're so glad to have ryan page back on the show today but before we get into that i just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the productive conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and youtube and don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on productive conversations podcast.com and don't forget to check us out in the world of social media or on instagram at productive conversations podcast twitter at prod combo pod we're on tiktok at productive conversations so so yes, oh, it's extremely hot. Like it's really, it's really troublesome. No matter where you're on the country, I heard it was 110 degrees in Dallas today or yesterday. Uh, we here in the Northeast. I'm actually recording in my studio from Norwalk today. I think we're we hit about 100, 101. And the tough thing until uh, we can afford better equipment is I can't actually have it. AC on so um, you know we're still pulling through I'm getting I'm properly hydrated and uh, we're making these big moves because we're starting this new season of the show the dating pod it got a lot of great fanfare and critical acclaim and we appreciate each and every single one of you checking that out and don't forget to check it out if you haven't seen it already on all podcasting platforms and YouTube Seriously, I mean, it's one of my most proudest podcasts, and we have a lot more interesting guests coming on, both in studio and Zoom. Seriously, it's going to be a great time as we head to the future with this stellar podcast that is possible because of the greatest fan base in the world, the Productive Nation. Thank you so much for your love and support. So as I said today, my good buddy Ryan Page is on the podcast today. We haven't talked to him in months. And um, it's he just relocated to the Washington, D.C. area with his fiance. He's going to get married in October. And we have a bachelor party that we have to celebrate in on Labor Day. So that's going to be fun. But for now, on this July day, smack in the middle of the summer, we have another edition of the Tweet Cap for you. As we talk about the biggest stories in the new world of news, politics, entertainment, we'll try to throw a little sports in there as well. We have one of my great collaborators on this show, and Ryan Page, as we head to another edition of the Tweet Cap, and um, it's going to be really really sweet as we have other things going on i mean the nfl season is right around the corner training camp is starting the yankees are about to start the second half of their season and we're gonna have alex young come on in a couple of weeks to check in with him about the baseball season uh we have denaro talks the fashion designer recorded and shot he will be up very soon as we talk about his journey in the world of fashion and streetwear and the very famous and interesting people he has rocking his clothes and we have some other guests coming along the way that you do not want to miss so we have a stellar rest of the summer as we head our way to the fall and before you know it it's going to be the holidays again and then bam it's a whole other year gone by so let's appreciate every single second of it Let's appreciate every single second of this episode of the Productive Conversations podcast. So let's get to it. Let's talk about the biggest, most interesting, and stellar trending stories and topics in the world of Twitter. It's your turn once again, Ryan Page. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. It's a hot one. Really, really hot one. Not only in the Northeast not only in Ryan's new location, but this whole country and this whole world. But yet, we will not let that stop us. As long as the mics work and haven't melted, 
and we haven't melted. We're going to keep it productive for another edition of the Tweet Cap. We have Ryan Page as um, he's fixing some technical difficulties right now. We'll start there in a second. Hey, Ryan, do you hear us? Hmm. Can't hear you, Ryan. Try that one more time. I'm just going to pause this really quick. You won't even notice. All right, one second. Now, take two, everybody. So for the first time, well, no, the second time, because we had a pause in between um, <laughs> shows for a fire drill, but it seems like mm, everything's yes. working. And Ryan Page is here for another edition of the Tweet Cap. What's up, Ryan? How's it going, Matt? Thank you for having me back. Good to see you as we kicked off this new season of the podcast earlier this week. Figure the next one here is the Tweet Cap. And as I mentioned, it's really hot today. I think that's definitely the one story this whole world connects with. I mean, you heard about like from pipes bursting in Texas to like the London airports melting and all this. I mean, Ryan, why is it so hot? Well, it's July, so that probably (laughs) helps to explain a little bit. But uh, I feel like you know what I'm going to say. I feel like you asked me to say it. And I'm not going to say it. We all know why it's too hot. And I'll have plenty of other things for uh, folks to yell at me about for watching too much CNN or whatever ridiculous comment we had that one time. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, I've never watched CNN. That's not true. I'm sure I have at some point, but never yeah, yeah. consciously. Um, but anyway, not the point. We all know why it's super hot. We all know why it's going to continue to be hot. And we all know how we can fix it. Um, what we decide to do with that information is apparently up for debate. Don't know why, but it is. Okay. We'll keep that subliminal and subliminal, but it does. It's a good segue. Actually, (laughs) in the end, just do what's right for this planet. But as we do always in the tweet cap, Ryan, we're going to talk about the trading stories on Twitter and this whole world. We'll have you kick it off. What do you have for us to start, Ryan? Sure. So as I said, London is burning. And that's an excellent segue because earlier this week, I was actually very interested to see Prince Harry trending on Twitter. And I didn't know why. And in fairness, he doesn't really need a reason because mm-hmm. him and his wife are very famous. But apparently he spoke on Nelson Mandela's birthday. That's what I'm going to say. I could be wrong mm-hmm. about it is Nelson Mandela themed. Um, I believe it's his birthday. It was at the UN. And uh, he went ahead and he had some choice words to say about the United States of America and our recent decisions. And it got him into some trouble on Twitter. Um, mm-hmm. One of the one of the trend. I mean, obviously, just his name was trending and, you know, Prince Harry was trending. And uh, but shortly after. The hashtag Prince Harry is racist began trending, um, seemingly in retaliation from Americans mm-hmm. who were uh, upset with what he had to say about America to the UN. And so I thought that was very interesting because, in fairness, I think we've talked about this a couple times. Americans don't care that much about the royal family. And right. even with Meghan Markle being his wife, they somehow care about them less than like the actual queen and all that who are, are completely British. But I just thought it was very interesting that we, we got very upset, Americans did. And I didn't, he didn't say anything that was necessarily wrong either. I don't know if you heard what he said. I did not. I Do mean, you have the quotes at the top of your I, head I mean, or paraphrase? No, it, was, it? It, was, it was a pretty long speech. But I mean, basically, he was upset about the same thing that everyone else in the UN has been upset about. Um, it's all part of a much longer series that started a few weeks back when – the Supreme Court overturned the Roe decision. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what this, that's what the entire thing was about. Again, the UN has condemned the United States already. Um, not so strong, of course, because we're you know one of the big guys over there, but uh, a little bit. But uh, Prince Harry, in fairness, actually went a little bit harder than the actual UN did in his speech about um, human rights and the rights of women, um, and about the United States not necessarily upholding those rights. So again, I get why people attacked him. I'm just surprised how. Quick Quickly, like they were able to find those videos because I didn't know that he had any racism allegations against him. But he has like four. Yeah. Like from when he was in the ar- when he was in the army, he like used a bunch of racial slurs on video. Um, yeah, uh, that was the big one that I just saw. There was another one too from even earlier, like when he was an actual like teen. Um, 
and then I went down the rabbit hole because he had the the leaked nudes. Uh, so yeah. I guess Prince Prince Harry had some fun. I didn't again, but I didn't know that. So the fact that Americans were able to respond within like six hours or less even of this speech with all of his dirty laundry i thought was i mean i want to say i'm proud of it because i I happen to think he is right and i think that the people who are posting these things are doing so for all the wrong reasons but it was crazy that we the united states got to trend got it trending instead of the actual speech on yeah I i think that probably shows where we are in society People don't have time to trend the uh, whole speeches of these, whether you're a politician, whether you're an entertainment, whether you're some type of public figure. We only want the juicy stuff. We only want what's controversial. We only want what's going to get people annoyed and upset. And it seems here the prince of, is it officially prince? Not prince. He's prince of Wales, isn't he? I think he's the Duke of Wales or something. Oh, I don't know. Well, he's in the know. royal family. And, um, they're all they're all something. They all have like four names. <laughs> their their actual name is like four names long. Yeah. And um, but the bottom line is, while this country, after the controversial reversal of the Supreme Court's decision to reverse the Roe v. Wade ruling, and now clearly everybody has their opinion, and they definitely have the right to. But Prince Harry is so far the one that has hey the most noise on this as we're still trying to figure out what the heck's going on. I don't know on. about the most noise, but he definitely, it was definitely an or interesting, a lot of noise. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting side quest. Cause I didn't expect Prince, uh, Prince Harry to come out more strongly than like, you know, Nancy Pelosi, but he did. <laughs> At least at first, if you compare their first, if you compare their first comments, he definitely had a better first comment than she did. But, um, I think what I thought was most interesting about this whole thing is it also comes and we're not going to get too far into this because neither one of us are experts in this. But I just thought it was also interesting that he he's getting he really gets to play his uh, I'm from the UK, except for when I'm not card here. Yeah. Uh, Being you know, married he's to the, an American. Right. Because he's from the UK criticizing America at the UN at the same time that the UK's prime minister had to resign them's the brakes yeah. boris johnson um and he hasn't really said that much about that so and he has a lot of some time. allegations against him as well from sexual yeah, part part uh parties allegedly you know, parties and stuff yeah mm-hmm. but um i just thought it was interesting i was like so he's he's you know he's he's british at the un excoriating america but he's not going to weigh in on the British stuff because, you know, he lives in California. So he, he really That's does. Right. Get the that, best. I forgot about that aspect. <laughs> yeah, so he does get the best of both worlds here. He can, you know, he can be British when he needs to make uh, a statement about America. But when anything happens in the UK, he could just stay quiet and sit in California. <laughs> you know, must be this, nice. This could be a transition for my store for the story sure. I'm going to bring up as we talk about major fam or families with quote-unquote influence the british okay. family has been influential throughout the world's history you know forever yeah and still have there's this other family an american family whether we like it or not they have a lot of influence and that is the kardashian jenner clan that um we are just so obsessed with and even after the keeping of the cup with the kardashian ends and they go to hulu they're still a big deal and this story that came out that i thought was interesting that may relate to our subliminal environmental issues and stuff um which one is it? i have to just make sure i because I, I get them confused between the kylie jenner and the kendall jenner and the this that and the other did you hear let me, as my um, very old computer is being slow, getting the right mm-hmm. Jenner. Um, okay. The right Jenner. So Kylie Jenner allegedly did a 17-minute flight on a private jet, which would have – she was going, I think, from one side of L.A. to the other, which would have been the equivalent of a 45-minute ride, and she still took a private jet anyways. And, you know, she's getting flagged. She's getting criticized. And I mean, yeah, we it's 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 literally <laughs> their world and we're just living in it. Now, I know the concerns about having private jets and then the people, it's easy for them to criticize. But let me ask if you had that opportunity, anybody, would you complain? Would you would you contradict yourself? Would, would you take a 15 minute airplane ride 
I mean, that's a bit excessive, but anyone who goes on private jets and stuff like that, don't you think a lot of people would probably do the same thing she did? So I have no issues with private. I mean, I shouldn't say I have no issues, but I get it. Private jets. First of all, there's right now there's a bunch of delays in air travel. We could all be so lucky as to get a guaranteed (laughs) flight to leave when we needed to leave and arrive when we needed to arrive. Uh, So I'm not going to fault someone for doing that. I'm also not going to fault someone necessarily for doing what would be considered a short flight. Uh, I've moved, obviously, since last last we spoke when i was in jersey yes. um and there's a lot of airports near me now um and a lot of short flights to places that i used to go to but i've have not taken any yet i've only done the driving and mm-hmm. it's long it's very long uh even if it's an hour and a half flight and you might be like why would you fly an hour and a half because it could be especially with traffic it could be almost a six hour drive oh. and depending on how fast you have to be there you, it may not be an option however there is no – if it's a 45-minute drive from where you're at, <laughs> then you, you're you not running that late. There's no way you're running so late that you need to take the faster 15-minute private jet option over the 45-minute drive. And again, I assume she doesn't drive, right? <laughs> we have to assume not. she doesn't drive. So it's not even like, oh, but well, I have to drive versus if someone else flies me. Someone else is driving. So what? She's going to do work on the plane. Let's let's assume she was going to do work on the plane. She was going to do a call, right, or some sort of. <laughs> I, I say work. I don't know what her day consists of, but she has projects, right? So let's say she was going to take a meeting. If anything, she's got more time in the back of the car for the meeting than she does on the airplane. There is no reason to fly across the city. <laughs> there is none. And I do, and I will tell you now. If I had a private jet and I was in LA, I would not fly across the city i would take a car i would take a train there's other ways to get across los angeles that are not private jet and you said it it was interesting you said it's their world and we're just living in it (laughs) and no that's factually wrong it's literally the only thing they can't buy is the world we all have to live there yeah they they have to it's not their world. one aspect it, of it it's mm-hmm. yes it's listen it's their you know their media markets they have lots of money there's a lot of things that they can buy they can't buy the planet we all have to live there so unless they probably fairness, have been elon, trying to elon who uh <laughs> would have been our would have been probably the only person we could talk about it had the deal gone through on a tweet cap episode but um he he might send everybody to mars and he they might the kardashians might pick up space and kim will be the first lawyer in space and you know what it'll be great if that's what they want to do and they have lots of money they could do that but as of now we have to share the planet and i've never taken a private jet across los angeles so i think no one should and i know that it, again you can't enforce that, and I'm not saying they should enforce that. It's not an enforceable thing, right? You know, some things you just can't, you know, make mandatory. You can't mandatory you have to drive if you're only going 45 minutes. But mm-hmm. just as a decent person, you should say, I don't really need to fly. And you don't. I, the only thing I could think of, genuinely, is if there was a lot of people going with her. If she had a full team, like a big team, but honestly, take two cars. Like it's still not even a good reason, but at least, and I don't know the story. So maybe if she had like a big team, if they're about to do a photo shoot, so she had all the photographers, all of her people, all of the, you know, whatever, like if it was a big team going to like a job or whatever, then maybe, and not maybe cause it's still wrong, but at least I could then see the thought process. But if she just was like, Oh, well I'm working right now, but I'm heading out to hang out with some friends across town. I know what I'll do. Take a plane. That's wrong. You shouldn't have done that. And Twitter, you got this one right. Continue to be mean to her about this because you know what? No harm, no foul. And people on Twitter do take it too far. I'm not saying this person should, you know, lose their television show because they took a plane. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it, it was stupid and it was not considerate. And I don't think it's wrong for people to say it was stupid and inconsiderate. You I know- think that that's fair. And it's funny because they do have other examples in this Los Angeles Times article. We had Drake took a 20 minute trip from Barcelona to Ibiza, Spain. So but it says here he didn't get as much heat, perhaps it was because it was an island hop. He also had Steven Spielberg took a 24 minute flight from Peterborough to the hip. I will 
we'll get into that because that's not okay because you can get to the Hamptons by car but an island mm-hmm. is different and I yeah. get it it's not far away but was he going to do swim <laughs> people at Twitter I mean, yeah. would literally tell him to swim I mean swim. he could charter he could charter a boat I guess so actually yes. that's going to relate to my story another story I have later if he was going to be you know if he was going to be considerate he could have chartered a boat to take him but at that point, if you're chartering a boat or you're chartering a plane, you know, at that point, I can see where you could just be like, let's just take a plane. You know what I mean? But if your car is in the driveway and you're like, nah, I'm just going to fly, that's wrong. <laughs> if you could take your car or you could take a bus or a train and you just decide not to, that's different than saying, well, I have to buy something because I can't make it there on my own. My car can't make it there. The bus can't make it there. The train can't make it there. So no matter what, I'm paying for a ticket on something, be it a, a big boat or a big plane. But again, listen, yes, right decision for the planet. Take the boat, I believe. I guess it probably depends on the boat. I'm sure you could take a boat big enough to make it worse, and I'm sure they probably have. But, um, you know, but also the Hamptons are not – that's not an island either. It's for Mr. Spielberg to go from Teterboro there. Even uh, he just didn't want to tra- He just didn't want to do the traffic. That's what's. Uh, that's like horrible. He because there's no, <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't going to work in the Hamptons. That was one hundred percent a vacation. Yeah, well, there's no, no one. Uh, works he's not making. He's not making Jaws too. Right. No one. No one works in the Hamptons. So that's not why he went. At least in L.A., you can pretend that it was for for work, right? Mm-hmm. But. No, he wasn't working. He was going on vacation. He's like, oh, that bridge is going to be horrible. And he took a plane. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. And that's that's the worst one I've heard so far. <laughs> I think it just shows. And if you're rich, they're going to fly regardless, no matter how many missions they put into the year. Ugh. Yeah. And I always hate that when people are like, we shouldn't do anything to save the planet because, you know, Steven Spielberg is going to fly to the Hamptons. <laughs> for- <laughs> And I always hate that because that's so defeatist. But at the same time, don't fly to the Hamptons if you're in, you know, anywhere else in New York. Just don't. They, if you're in New li- York, don't fly to the Hamptons. They literally can get a, uh, you know, a, a huge bus or tour bus that will fill yeah. like, a, like a moving house at this point. But yeah. Oh, too lazy. That would almost be more fun to me, in my opinion. I know, again, yeah. if you're going to work, you know, and you don't have the time, then I can see why that could be more difficult. But if you've got time, I would love to go on a I, – I used to love taking the bus from my college in Rochester, New York to New York City where my mm-hmm. parents would pick me up. I just – and we, I did the train once, and I drove after a while because I needed a car up there anyway. But uh, I did the train once, and I didn't like it at all. I really liked the bus. And so, you know what? Buses are fun. People should do buses more. Everybody's talking about me. I'll hear that. All right, Ryan. The next next story. What do you have? Sure. So we're gonna keep it nice and upbeat because the world's on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Black Mirror trending uh, two days ago, and really? I was very excited. Yes. Yeah, so Is there I a new season Black coming Mirror. up? Well, no. That's what makes it bad. Um, uh, so I thought there might be, and I was like, oh, I love Black Mirror. It's one of my favorite shows. Um, and anyway, there's a there's an episode. I want to say it's called Prey. I'm going to be wrong. Uh, I'll look it up. Um, but there's an episode of Black Mirror where there are these dogs, robot dogs, right? Robot and, dogs. Yeah, and they're killing people. They're not They're not good dogs. Um, and so I found out why Black Mirror was trending. So you know those dogs, that the robot dogs that we now have for police work, and they, they made them dance and stuff like that? Um, when they were showing them off in Boston where they were built. Have you seen those? They have like the, the curved foot. They don't look like a dog. They're really just a little bot with like the four on four legs, essentially. It's a robot on yeah, four I've legs. Yeah, I've seen those. Well, anyway, there's a video out in Russia. It's called Metalhead, by the way, is the name <laughs> of the uh, episode. Season four. Um, Metalhead. So, Metalhead, yeah. So there's a, a video of Russia, and these dogs, it's a little, they look exactly like the real life dogs that we've built. Because of course they do, um, and this one in Russia has was able to fire a, a submachine gun huh. or an assault rifle off its back. So they're they're using him to kill people now. Uh, so the fun dancing dog from the uh, robotics expo in Boston is officially strapped, and 
it was reminding fans of the Black Mirror episode where literally this is exactly what happened. They built the robot dogs and then they gave them guns because it was more effective than using people. Um, and I just want to say, as much as I love Black Mirror, I don't want any of it to come true. And that's what a lot of people always say all the time after seeing that's yeah. about to see that that's about to happen soon. But honestly, yeah. And so uh, following the Black Mirror trending, right? Obviously, the dog is what the main story is, and Vice is the one who covered it. So if you want to learn more about the robot dogs in Russia, because honestly, we're probably going to hear about them if they're genuinely being used in Russia, uh, you know, given what's happening over there. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a Vice story, so you should check it out. But Twitter was responding to the Vice story, of course, and they were just talking about all of the various, you know, uh, Prime Minister of England embroiled in scandal. It's like the third episode or whatever. That just happened. It's super freaking hot. Black Mirror covers that all the time. Um, and so Black Mirror has been, like, getting closer and closer. And I think I came to the conclusion last night that that's why – They'll never make another season as much as I love it. And as much as I thought it was trending because they made another season. They're, because they're almost too what? into it. They're, they're actually predicting yeah, what is, is it too yeah, powerful of a show. What are you going to write? It's all happening. All of mm -hmm. it's happening in real life. Not all of it. That's, that's what crazy people say. And I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm not insane. I'm, I'm exceptionally sane, which is what all sane people say. <laughs> but um, there's a, they're just getting a little close to home. And I'm like, they'll never make another one now because those writers are like, nah, we, they're going to be like, we, yeah, we brought this into the world. <laughs> they're going to take responsibility, I think. Uh, but anyway, I saw Black Mirror trending. I wanted when I saw it trending, I was like, oh, this is perfect. I love that show. We could talk about my favorite episodes. We could do all sorts of things on the tweet cap. I was like, I'm so excited to talk about this on this tweet cap. Mm -hmm. And then I then I got into it. I was like, no, I'm still going to talk about it, but this isn't positive like I wanted it to be after the whole Prince Harry and London being on fire and the prime minister getting kicked out for partying too hard. Mm -hmm. That was the breaks. Did you hear his speech? I'm sorry. I hate to go back to this, but did you hear his speech? I did not hear a speech till um, you brought it up today, but I read some of the comments and he, <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a real bro. No matter, he, no matter if you're said, a prince, if you're a bro, no, 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 not, no, not Prince Harry, not Prince Harry, uh, Boris Johnson, his res oh. resignation speech. No, I didn't he see got, that. Either. He went outside and he said he loved his job and he's sad that it's ending this way, but them's the breaks. And I just love that. <laughs> I think every, and we're going to have a bunch of people probably resign from office and disgrace in this country coming up. And when that happens, they should all say, and them's the breaks, because I thought it was hysterical. I genuinely laughed a lot. As you know, I sent you this uh, TikTok list earlier this week from a from this guy using a stereotypical, you know, Twitter dancer getting down low. And then he's like, oh, go register. Oh, okay. oh. Ken Russell. Yeah. Yeah. That's more of a positive version. But it seems that all these politicians who we like to criticize being old geezers, boomers and everything, they're just trying to be hip, whether you're out the door or you're trying to stay in it. Do you think I this mean, is a way to go? We do we have to, for lack of a better word, dumb down to make yourself cool or hip or camp? Okay, a couple things. One, I think Boris Johnson just genuinely talks that way. I think that's how smart <laughs> he is. Or uh, I'll put it that way. That's his level of intelligence. Dems the breaks <laughs> is where he went. I don't believe it was meant to dumb it down for the kids. I think it was just what he wanted to say. Uh, which you know what, I'm good with. I thought it was hysterical. Um, but I will say that I don't think it's dumbing it down necessarily. What I think, and I could be wrong about this, and I know you actually personally disagree with me. You think that you see the Ken Russell stuff, and I actually I think Ken Russell does a good job. But mm -hmm. uh, And you see some of the other things that were on. I'm assuming you read that entire Twitter thread, right? Yes, I did. They, yeah, so so did I. <laughs> so good. So you we, we did a mixture of – Definitely yeah. all types of people are that. Yeah, and they had, but they had other examples of, uh, like I said, they had Elizabeth Warren doing the uh, flip the switch challenge on SNL, uh, <laughs> which was actually also very funny. But um, so when it goes to that one, that's an example, right? So let's say you're a millennial or a zillennial like us, right? We're right on that border there. Zillennial. That's a that's and a you good way to put it. And you don't pay attention, right? to to this stuff as closely as maybe some of the older folks in your life do um and so you see elizabeth warren do flip the switch with uh, kate mckinnon very funny i laughed i thought it was very 
that was well done, which makes sense. There was an actual comedian in the in the video. But um, what did you learn about Elizabeth Warren? And I'm not saying this to be mean about her or anything like that. I actually happened to. I learned that she's willing but, to uh, make fun of herself on an easy platform like SNL, which who haven't criticized right. me a little too easy. Or, yeah. Or what about lately? This? So. So, again, I'm putting Ken Russell to the side for just a second and I'll get to them. Uh, but there was another one uh, candidate who shared his own TikTok on the thread to get people to see it. And it was the toxic person one. You saw this. Uh, he's a senator or state senator or whatever from Pennsylvania. And you, know, mm-hmm. you see a toxic person. We walk the other way. And he was pointing at things like doesn't support a woman's right to choose. But he never names his opponent. And he also never claims to support those things he just points out a, a, a negative thing you know doesn't support a woman's right to uh, choose uh doesn't you know support common sense laws for keeping kids safe in schools right and he mm-hmm. would point at it and then they would say toxic person and then he would walk the other way and it was funny it was clever and it fit with the tiktok right like that's the theme of the tiktok but what did we learn i th- looked them up I had to click into his account and see who he was, <laughs> that he was a senate, that he was a state senator in Pennsylvania. I still don't know who he's running against. Um, I actually, he doesn't mention what his political affiliation is. I can guess it based on the TikTok, but if you're not paying attention, you can't necessarily guess it. It needs to be it, it, using these platforms is fine, but using them the way that kids actually use them as important <laughs> as kids, isn't helpful. That Ken Russell TikTok, he told you when it happened, when you needed to register to vote, when the election was, and of course who he was because he wants your vote. He gave people information. So he did the viral thing with the, did the spin down and he appeared and it was, it was very funny. But then when you listen to it, you actually heard something. So I think everyone needs to do that. They can't just do a viral trend. Like again, flip the switch challenge. You learn nothing from watching your candidate do a flip the switch challenge. You learn absolutely nothing about them other than that they did this challenge. So yeah. that's, in my opinion, that's not effective, really. I mean, listen, if you, if it's early in the campaign and no one knows who you are, right? If you're like a, a state representative running for governor and you're like, no one knows my name. I'm just a random guy. Then fine. Maybe you do something like that to get to go viral, to get your name out there. And it doesn't matter that they don't know anything about you. At least they know who you are. It'll be easier for you to talk to people later. But most most of the time, I would say that's not effective. And then I worry. And again, I know you don't worry about this, but I do. <laughs> that people don't pay attention. So even in the Ken Russell video, which I think he did correctly, he gave information and it was also a viral trend. And so it was perfect. I mean, I'll ask you, granted, it's not important. You don't live in that state. Did you hear when he said you needed to vote? Not do you know? I I cared more about laughing like, oh, ha ha. He's doing something different. And so that's what I'm worried about is that we're spending. I say we I'm not running for anything, but they the politicians that I like are spending too much time on the viral trend aspect and trying to get in on these, uh, these like TikTok trends and get, get to people on Instagram or whatever that, and that that's not really going to be effective because people are not using, especially TikTok and especially Instagram. And I get it. I see the reports all the time. I actually just watched something on YouTube. Wisecrack covered this about TikTok, uh, about people are getting news from TikTok and they are hearing, you know, current events stuff from TikTok. But I just don't think people are paying attention that way. I don't know. Like, again, I don't know if anybody, excuse me, heard when that when that primary election was in Florida. I don't think they did. I don't think anyone who watched no, that for I the think most that's part a fair knew assessment. when that was. And so is it so even though I think he did it the best you can do it, is it it's still ineffective. And so I would say that the you should use these platforms, but worry less about being on trend. And I get you have to do a little trending because you need to get on people's for you page. If you're if you know if you make bad content, you're not going to be on anyone's page. But just talk. I mean, listen, it's boring. Being a senator should be boring. <laughs> being a being a mayor should be a little boring. Like it should. And listen, I'm sure it's a great job. I'm you know you're serving people, which I'm, is also very important. Yeah, Someone's nice got to do it. Day. 
Well, I, I mean, mayor, like state senator. <laughs> uh, yes, United States senator and, you know, all that stuff. Yes, but I'm, I'm talking locally even because some of those people on those and there were local. Um, but either way, besides the Bay Day, like it's important work. Someone's got to do it. It's just that's just a fact. But it's not supposed to be fun. It's kind of boring. So unfortunately, that means what you have to talk about is going to be kind of boring. But that means you just have to deliver what people are asking for. Just do what they want. I mean, young people have been very clear in the last however many years specifically about their priorities. I don't believe that there's been, you know, I don't think anyone could in with a straight face say, oh, what do young people believe? Like, what do they want? I mean, literally, this is a TV show, uh, TV show, a podcast rather about Twitter. Just go on that app. You'll hear what at least a, a sum. And I know it's not they're not all real, as Elon Musk would point out very, very quickly. But, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you can find out what people our age care about. Oh, yeah. Most that's of them I, will that's tell That's why I've taken the uh, more, like, if you really look at comment sections, like Instagram and YouTube and all that, it is right. how the general consensus feels. At, you know, I was much younger. Well, I thought it was it's stupid. How the general, it's the general consensus of the internet, which is very different Fair than enough. the Fair normal enough. people. But you but get still, the gist of how people feel, and yeah. So just do just do that. Don't worry about don't worry about being the most viral. Listen, you're never going to compete with the actual TikTokers, the people who are making an actual career off these videos. You're just not going to. So you know what? If you want to do a cute little thing like a flip the switch challenge, do it. But then stop. Don't do the dance, and say something important, and then follow that up by doing whatever you just said. So if you're talking about protecting, you know, uh, I don't know, contraception, which is something that might need protecting now. Oh, yeah. You, when you do your flip the switch challenge, instead of dancing on your turn, turn to the camera and tell them talk. when the vote is, tell them how you're voting and tell them why. And again, maybe they won't listen. Even if they watch your video and you don't say anything, you they still learn nothing about you. Mm-hmm. So if you if you tell them what you're going to do and then this is the key part, do it, like accomplish it, you'll be fine. And this is honestly, this is for both parties. As much as I don't, you know, I don't like to talk about one of the two political parties all that much. This is for both of them. If there's no, you don't have to pander. You just have to meet people where they are physically. And then deliver on whatever it is you told them. People people are listening. If you go on Instagram and you go Instagram Live and you tell people, here's how I'm voting, they'll hear it. It, it won't be their favorite video of the of the year. You're certainly not going to go viral, but they'll hear it. And then if you follow up, they'll be like, oh, I remember when he said that. Or I remember when she said that. And boom. Now they know yeah. that they know who you are. You met them where they are and you told them what you're going to do. And then you did it. And that's the part that people keep trying to figure out a way around doing it. They're like, let's find all of the best ways to meet, reach the most people and get the most people to like us and all that, which is fine. But if you don't do it after you, you know, or worse, if you don't tell people what you're going to do, no one's going to like you. Like not as a politician. They might like you as a person. Like, oh, yeah, they're very funny. But if they don't know what you stand for, they're not going to just vote for you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's I do know it's insulting. It's insulting young people. They think young people just, oh, I know that name check the box they're not that <laughs> we're, we're not that dumb and yeah, i mean take, like, it, take I, us more seriously all the younger generations and yeah it's just i'm not saying we're the most civically engaged because we're not but we're also not dumb like you know what i mean like there's a middle ground between idiots and you know statesmen <laughs> they're somewhere in the middle and i believe that's where most of the people our age fall and remember who's the one who's going to decide if you're going into the Who's the one who's going to decide if you're going into the retirement home or not? Take us seriously. (laughs) And um, listen, legislation hasn't been trending or cool in an entertaining way since Schoolhouse Rock, I'm just a bill. And, you know, that Mm -hmm. is pushing 45 years. No, 47 years. So, And I'm just a bill. It doesn't talk about anything, actually. It just talks about the process of writing a bill. There's no actual bill (laughs) in the in the. He says he's just a bill. We don't know what he's about. Yeah, and it could be horrible. That it was, could be a horrible bill. That was the we peak, don't know. That was the peak of political science, clearly, um, in a trending <laughs> wise. But they'll always try, rock the vote, all that. 
Ryan, I want to switch it up a little. My story, which I'm really interested in your perspective. And even though this guy is a legendary artist, I think this is a real reflection of specifically the concert and ticket industry. Bruce Brigstein, obviously a living legend, has been around since the 70s, just announced his big arena tour in the United States. Mm -hmm. And obviously tickets are really expensive, no matter if you're going to see Bruce Springsteen or Hanson or the Wiggles, it's really expensive to get a ticket to any concert. And now I think this is really going to be a peak of where the concert's going. Ticketmaster announced that they are the, they are, they are usually the ones who sell the uh, are the first sell face value tickets before they hit the mm-hmm. second market. Ticketmaster is usually the one that sells it on behalf of Live Aid or wherever. You go to Ticketmaster for the face value, not second market tickets where they turn a five dollar ticket into a five hundred dollar ticket. Well, and then Ticketmaster sells everything to the second market, so they make money on both ends. But that's beside the point. Continue. Exactly. So they announced that they started this program called Dynamic Pricing. And basically, the Dynamic Pricing program, also known as Platinum Tickets, they can be placed anywhere in the arena, whether you're in the front row or all the way in the back. And we're focusing here on concerts, right? Yeah. They create fluctuant prices depending on the reaction of the demand. The more popular the artist is, more expensive the ticket is. And now that reflects not only in the front row, but all the way in the back. And now in this country, not only in, you know, like New York City area, which tickets are already expensive. This is like also happening in Tampa. This is happening in the Midwest. This is happening in the West Coast. They're selling these tickets because of the demand for face value. The average price to see Bruce breaks in, no matter if you're in the front row or all the way in the back, are they're selling between four to five thousand dollars a seat. This so is he selling out. They haven't announced those numbers yet. It's been a huge backlash to it. One specific person tried to buy a ticket for Tampa show. The face value already was three thousand eight hundred and forty nine in the middle in the middle of the arena. And a 569 in fees. So, you know, $4,500 for one ticket. Now, I understand Bruce Springsteen may be somewhat of a special case because he's been around a long time. But I think this is just reflected, especially because of his popularity. We'll we'll pick like, you know, let's say uh, like Billie Eilish, who's popular for Gen Z. Like her tickets yeah. could be on this kind of level. Like Ryan. And the big thing, so, especially people hated about Bruce Springsteen. This is Bruce Springsteen. You're a oh, blue collar. You're for the working man. Now you're charging people five thousand dollars to see him. And I really think my mother will actually pay that price for. So, well, so I'm not sure fan. Bruce Springsteen is actually charging these prices. I would like to make that clear. Um, he may not have any control over the prices of his own tickets. That's a separate issue. You should look into that. Not you. That's, people should look into that. That's one of the things also been mentioning here that they're asking him to actually make a statement because of the right. message he likes to bring about working class families right. and stuff so uh continue though yeah so i would say that just as, as a caveat there there might be he might literally have no control over this there's actually been cases of artists coming out publicly and saying my tickets are too expensive um and then nothing happening because they don't set the prices of their tickets <laughs> however to anyone who's listening and i've left new jersey I'm no longer in New Jersey. I no and, and where are you for people from New Jersey? Where people I'm in, for the uh, audience uh, to know I'm where you DC. are now. I'm in DC now. Look at that. But um, but to listen to to him sing about the shore and a turnpike, it, it's not worth five thousand dollars. <laughs> it's just not. And at some point, and again, I'm not actually blaming him because I I don't know if he has any say in the matter. But at some point, the people who did set these prices are going to learn. We actually, we just talked about Netflix because their quarter, uh, so this was also on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, their quarter, their quarterly report was a big win because they didn't lose as many people as they thought they would Yeah, because they increased their prices. Like, celebrity culture is in a weird spot right now. And actually, this goes back to what we were just talking about because there are teens in Kansas who are doing funny dances who are genuinely, genuinely as popular online as 
these other people. It, you, so that you can see for free, you could do a meet and greet at a mall for some of these TikTok guys. Remember that? This is not TikTok though. Remember Vine when they used to have meet and greets for Vine guys? He, yes, I girls? do. Hey, like Logan people, Paul started with that. Yeah, and it wasn't that expensive, but these people were so popular, right? They were so popular online that people would go in person to get an autograph from these Vine guys. And it's only <laughs> continued in that direction, but it's only continued that direction. So if if on one hand, you know, you, you watch these people on TikTok way more than you watch Bruce or any of these actors, you know what I mean? Like Stranger Things, you watch those kids for a season <laughs> and then they go away for three years. They're millionaires, but that's what you do. And then Bruce Springsteen, you listen to his song on Spotify or whatever, but you don't see him. He's not really a part of your life. You like him. These other people are actually in your phone every day, and they are only a you know fifty bucks to go get an autograph. But Bruce Springsteen gets five thousand. It's never gonna. It's not sustainable. They're, it's never going to. The, the math is never going to add up. It's only going in the other direction. They need to find a way. Accessibility is literally the key to everything. If you're accessible, if you're everywhere, and I understand for Bruce Springsteen, he's older. He probably doesn't care. <laughs> he's a lot of money. So maybe for him, he's like, whatever. I don't need to be accessible. I'm really rich. And that's fine. And I'm, I don't even fault him for it. But if you're like newer, if you're a Billie Eilish, then this dynamic seating thing where the costs can be roughly the same depending on demand for your tour yeah. overall – because like listen i get it in california maybe i think she's from there if she's not she lives there now i assume um sure you could probably get you could probably get a stadium of people to pay two thousand dollars but if that even even as per person yeah but if that price then goes across the country because that's the demand in california and and your people are just literally taking an aggregate you're gonna have a horrible horrible show Everywhere besides the two coasts. And honestly, even on two coasts, it depends on where you go. You know what I mean? Like they, they need to – the markets are not the same. Yeah, that's, that's – In the middle of this country. I, I, honestly, if it were me, I would try and flood my, t- my tour with Midwest shows and with Southern shows. Mm-hmm. I would have – I would Have a big show in Wyoming. Sh- and- do like one show in New York – one show and don't even do it in LA do it in like Sacramento or San Diego right like don't even do a big show in like don't do it in both so if, if you're going to be in LA because you're, you're a west coast base then you're not going to New York City you're going to you're going to uh, like Jersey you know what I mean mm-hmm. like uh something you and then just fill it with like Kansas City right fill it with Cleveland fill it with all these other places to that way keep your prices down but I just don't – I mean, but then, again, if all of your fans live in you know L.A. and you refuse to go there to keep prices down overall, I don't know how that – that doesn't really help you either. Yeah, that's then that's my big question. Do you think that this trend will – I guess part, do you think you, – you answered it a little bit already, but you think this this has to be the, the bottom line where we're deciding. Are we – are these promoters really going to force people to pay – Five thousand dollars to see their favorite artists as the years go by, or are there, or somebody going to have some common sense? I mean, I don't even think the scalpers can even. The, 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 I guess they accomplish their goal to get rid of scalpers because they can't even compete with the fake tickets. But no. I don't know. I mean, it's tough, man. Like I know the Red Hot Chili Peppers are going to be at MetLife in August, my absolute favorite band, but I just won't be able to see them due to that. <laughs> their prices, I mean, they're not dynamic seating, but they are starting at like $300 right now. I just understand. I'm just hoping that when they go to tour again in five years, they'll have the same energy, but that's just, it's just too bad. And like um, all these tickets for all these games, no matter, I mean, baseball tickets for the first time are getting really expensive and all the, all the sports, it's just, like they really making it hard to have that special experience to go into an event. It's you greed. Know? It's greed. pure greed. It's pure greed. And the only way it works is get, get a like rich said, job so you can afford it. No, just stop, stop going. And 
it wasn't people don't like to hear that and i don't like to hear that there's things i like and i wouldn't want to stop going but that's the only way it'll change and in yeah. fairness that'd now be an awesome protest but now it has to though because people can't i mean right now you know look at the way that things are right now with gas prices and groceries and inflation. yeah People can't pay that much money. People can't pay $300 for the chili peppers. I mean, some people can, sure. Some people can. And so now your options are, are we performing for the people who are wealthy enough to see us? Mm-hmm. Or are or are we going to change? And so, you know what? Some people are going to make the decision and it'll be based off of their own, you know, their own metrics. They'll, they'll see, oh, you know what? We're still selling out. So maybe we have affluent fans. You know, a lot of these acts are older. So the people who like these acts, by and large, not everybody, but by and large, people who like Bruce Springsteen, the Chili Peppers, etc., are older. They have more discretionary income, probably. Not yeah, not guaranteed. That was one of the arguments I wrote in the article. Probably. So maybe these maybe these artists are going to sit there and say, yeah, whatever. And then you know what, artists. Uh, and then on the other end, maybe artists like Billie Eilish, they're at the point where their fans are kids, like legitimate kids still. So kids don't have any money. It's parents, and that's the same group of people who have the money to go see Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. They can see Billie Eilish. They have the money for it. Do they want to? I don't know. But their kids want to, and you know, you like to do things for your children. So maybe, again, but I think there's that middle group <laughs> who's going to be like, this doesn't work for us because our fans are too old to get their parents to buy the ticket, and they're too young to have, you know, a lifetime of savings to dip into to come see us. So there needs to be for the for those artists who like there needs to be a middle ground. Um, and honestly, what is going to happen is I think younger artists, I mean, if there's no actual change, if the older artists and the more popular artists don't change it, I think that festivals will get bigger because it's a one ticket. Yeah. Uh, so more people our age will just be like, I'm going to save my money and see a bunch of people at once um and be done with it so there's that and they're gonna look for more indie bands bands that this don't have st- as much money that don't cost as much like oh well these guys sound pretty good i don't know that much of their stuff but i heard them on spotify they came up on you know the a for you and they're way cheaper until so, they charge five thousand a ticket yeah so uh, but i mean if that happens enough then eventually everybody will come to the point where like all right well all of the people who get audiences are you know indie indie folks with very cheap tickets so obviously our tickets are too expensive we're pricing our people out um but that's crazy dynamic seating so it's just oh my goodness like i guess in fairness i guess dynamic seating could go the other way theoretically if a tour is tanking then everything could get cheaper hey i'll start my unofficial protests but not but by default so <laughs> I'll go with that. You know, the one just one random thing related to this that was a very funny point that I thought of. You know, it's funny. So with sports and sports and concert tickets going up, you know, it's funny. And the difference between a sports game and a concert, you go to a concert. I mean, you'll generally know what you're getting. They're going to play the same show, the right. same ticket and stuff. But it's funny. Say you go to a Met game, you could go spend a thousand dollars to see them get blown out. <laughs> yeah no but seriously like sports yeah very difficult that's the only for that that's reason. the only big risk there and they'll still gouge for that yeah i would never pay a thousand dollars for any sporting event i don't think <laughs> especially if you see you get blown out but <laughs> my favorite sports predetermined and i still wouldn't spend a thousand dollars all right ryan we have enough for, for one more story what do you have for us I have enough time for one more story. Yeah, I have a few, but as I just alluded to, I gave myself my own segue and kind of decided what I was going to talk about. Uh, obviously, usually when you, people hear my voice at this point on your show, there's professional wrestling. Yes. Either on the uh, Twitter sphere or on the television. Um, a little bit of all of that's happening because uh, next week is SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. But um, it's actually not what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about something that is trending. Or was trending, and I'll leave it as at the moment, but it'll start trending tomorrow again. Because this weekend is Ric Flair's last match. His now, third if last match. Yes. <laughs> if, you're, if, if you're a fan about my age or Matt's age, you'll know that he's had one of these before. He's actually had two of these before um, in two different companies. Um, but 
this is one and i was actually just explaining this to uh, my brother because he was like didn't he have and this is also true didn't he have allegations of misconduct against him recently i was like yeah yeah he did um but he's not doing this with wwe He's not doing this with AEW or TNA or any of the other major companies. He paid for it himself. Or actually, I believe Jim Crockett Productions is, so I don't know who actually owns that. But it's a it's an indie show that he's putting on. And there's an undercard and there's other people wrestling. And But now at 75 or 76 years old, Ric Flair is going to step into a professional wrestling ring. It's him <laughs> and his new son-in-law, Andrade, against... Jay Lethal, uh, for AEW and Ring of Honor fans, you'll know who Jay Lethal is. Um, or if you're my age and you watched TNA like I did, you'll still know who Jay Lethal is. Mm-hmm. Um, He's 73, and, by the way, Mr. Flair. Sorry, 73. Okay. Um, and Lethal's partner is Jeff Jarrett, <laughs> who they dug out of retirement. And it, what was even weirder is, so a little bit of synchronicity. So Jeff Jarrett's wrestling a match this weekend, and then the next weekend, for some reason, he's going to be the referee at one of the matches in uh, SummerSlam. So Jeff Jarrett had having a bit of a resurgence of popularity. However, people have been talking about this flare match, and I wanted to give it my two cents because I think it's important. I think right this out is of a bad Nashville, Connecticut, Nashville, Connecticut, Nashville, Tennessee, Tennessee. Yeah, I think this is a bad idea. I I do. I also I'm not a hundred percent convinced that Ric Flair isn't hoping to die in the middle oh. of this match, and I, that's really dark to say. But I said it to a bunch of people, and I'm going to stick by it. I don't understand at 73 years old why he would be doing this. He it's not going to be good. It, it, there's no way that he's going to do well. Now on he's got his son-in-law in the match, who's a very talented wrestler. There's rumors. That Charlotte is going to get involved in this match. She's going to get interfered. <laughs> Which will be in it. You know what? And that'll be interesting. One last time to share a moment with uh, Charlotte because uh, Jeff Jarrett's wife, Karen, is at ringside. And didn't he just so, get divorced again? Yeah, probably. I don't know that, but probably. <laughs> um, um. So, but I'm saying there is a woman who is in the wrestling industry who's going to be at ringside. So it would make sense that Charlotte would show up. Uh, to even the score a little bit if Charlotte can get work it out with WWE, who seems to be in a very giving mood recently. AJ Styles just appeared on TNA recently, and uh, you know a bunch of AEW folks came in for John Cena's uh, John Cena's covering up of Mr. McMahon's crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's possible. But anyway, point is, at 73 years old, this is just a dangerous idea. It's very it's straight dangerous. Up dangerous. It's not a good idea, and someone. Someone, meaning Ric Flair, by the way, because everybody else is young. I mean, Jeff Jarrett's not young, but Jeff Jarrett will be fine. You know what I mean? He won't be probably any good at wrestling, but he won't get hurt, I would assume. Uh, But Ric Flair is 73 years old, and he was like – what was it? Like three, four years ago when they thought he was going to die? Yeah. You almost feel like it's a – have you seen Black Swan? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Having like, a black almost, swan moment. Huh? Yes, I almost out. feel like he wants uh, to I, I feel like he doesn't want to leave. I feel like he wants it to end. For real end, not the match to end. He wants everything to end. He wants Ric Flair to end on Saturday. And people boy, are talking about on how SummerSlam weekend. Well, next weekend is SummerSlam. Well, yeah, weekend. next weekend, the yeah. Sunday. I SummerSlam yeah. Saturday this year and in July. Yeah. But uh, I'm just like... <sighs> I'm so stressed about it. I'm seeing people talking about why. I'm like, don't watch this. Don't feed this man's ego. What if he He's goes like old Ric Flair, like get a hit in the head when he was like in his late fifties? Oh, you know, you know he is. You're a kid you know, and bloody. You know he's gonna cut himself too, like he used to do. He's gonna ble- he's gonna bleed. You know it, like because the re- it's so insane. Why would he be like, oh, I'm gonna do all this stuff, but I'm not gonna blade because that's a bridge too far. The whole thing is a bridge too far. <laughs> the whole thing is insane. <laughs> And he's going to do it, uh, which I, I don't know. I'm it's like really weird because I don't want people to watch. But I also I'm so morbidly, this. but I'm so morbidly fascinated about it. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm not I'm busy this weekend, so I can't order it. But I'm like a part of me is like, I wish I could. But the other part of me is like, but I, I really don't know what you don't, he plans. Witness, you don't want to witness a murder on camera. Right. Like he could get hurt. I, I would even say if it makes more... this it, even if it would make this segment trend because of your prediction. We don't want that to happen. And it's just like, because I, I mean, I just I watched that Cody thing that happened 
at Hell in a Cell. This was That's again. Right. He all, tore all wrestling's a, coming up. He tore uh, his protect. He tore his, his peck. peck. Yeah, his peck. And it was a bruised as like a plum and it was all but over Cody his is, his yeah. uh but Cody is his chest. Cody's a youngish man. He's at the peak of his career. And by the way, it was torn all the way off. It couldn't tear any further. Like <laughs> But even watching that, knowing he couldn't get hurt anymore, at least not in the pack, I guess he could have hurt himself trying to compensate. Watching all that, I'm like, that was so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And but but at least, you know, at least I was like, okay, but he's young. He's in there with another very talented professional wrestler. This is Jeff Jarrett against a seven three-year-old man. <laughs> this is not I mean, again, Jay Lethal and Andrade are both very good wrestlers. And Jay Lethal became famous for his Ric Flair impression. If you guys have never seen the TNA woo-off between Jay Lethal and Ric Flair, you have to. Classic. It is required It is required viewing. But, I mean, Jay Lethal, I mean, at this point, we're just hoping that Jay Lethal can pull a good match out of Ric Flair, essentially. And I'm like, no. And again, Andrade versus Lethal would be good, but that's not a main event. No one wants to see that. They're selling a match on Ric Flair getting in there and doing all of the Ric Flair things, and it's he can't do it. And it's he's going to get hurt if he tries to do it. And I'm worried that he's going to try and do it. And I'm worried that he knows he's going to get hurt, and he doesn't care. I mean, that's what I'm worried about. I think he knows he could get hurt. I think he knows he'll probably get hurt, and I think he's fine with it. And that's just that's not a good that's not a good headspace to be in before a professional wrestling match. That's the true last ride. You, we thought oh, Undertaker geez, right? was was uh, too much trying to end have a perfect ending, but. Well, Flair, man. we could at least know that there won't be any after this. What's he going to be? 80 years old? Try to do it like Harrison Ford is. You know, they're filming an Indiana Jones five with 80 year old Harrison Ford. He literally just turned 80 last week. But that's I guess insane. that's insane, too. But at least that's acting, right? Mm-hmm. He, could, he could pretend they get a stunt double in there, do all the hard stuff. Rick yes. Flair ain't got a stunt, a stunt double. He's going in there for real. Well, maybe this will be the one and this will be the uh, special moment as July when July comes to an end and he gets his big moment. And um, well, one thing hopefully soon will get you and AJ the man to comment on these big moments in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And um, but until then, we just wish the best for Ric Flair, both in health and safety. Yeah. Good Um, luck. We hope that the <laughs> country gets at ease one way or the other, both literally and figuratively. But besides that, it was great talking with you, Ryan, about our ticket price issues as well. But um, yeah. it's definitely this this summer heat is reflecting on uh, people's tensions right now. And all we could yes. hope it gets a little cooler one way or the other. Ryan, you're going to yeah. get married in about, what, 12 weeks too, so that'll be exciting. So yes. lots of looking forward to there. And hopefully we could, uh, you know, we, we talked about this a while back. Maybe we could pull it off. We did some type of podcast at your bachelor party weekend. We could talk yeah. that down the road as we're expanding on more shows like that. But um, besides that, sure. bottom line is, Hopefully we see more of you, Ryan, and we'll have some exciting times ahead. And um, yeah. is there anything else you want to say before we go? Uh, at TT, at T Tweetcap on Twitter, if you want to see some of my opinions on other things. If you are interested in the wrestling stuff, and hopefully some of you are, uh, you can also check out some of the stuff I've been writing for The Sportster. Uh, just look up my name and The Sportster, and they'll, they'll show up. It's mostly top 10 lists, a lot of TNA talk, a little bit of WWE as well, but I think they're all interesting topics, and I think you might too. And Ryan's a very excellent writer. He's a lot of fun with it, and we can't see what you do um, down the line with it. So, Ryan Page, everybody, thank you again, my friend. And stay cool out there. Thanks, you too. See you later. Bye. All right. Great job once again, Ryan. You are the man. I appreciate you, buddy. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media or on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at Pod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So 
I will see you all next week with a brand new edition of this show. Uh, be on the lookout and check in on our social media platforms because I'm in the middle of editing next week's show as we speak. So whether we drop on Tuesday or Wednesday, which is the goal, be sure to check it out. And you do not want to miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks again, Orion Page, for an awesome edition of the Tweet Cap. Thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for tuning in every week. I love each and every single one of you. Stay cool out there. Let's go, Yankees. Better Call Saul has been insane. I just want to put that out there. Monday nights, AMC, you'll get the feels and all types of emotions. And yeah, just don't forget to check on your friends. Don't forget to check in on your friends and family, everybody. All right, I'll see you all next week. Love you all. Peace. All she needed was some.